Welcome to Crush Fictionally. It's Michelle Veray, and with me is, as always, Kimberly Trung. And we are so excited to talk Mass Crusaders today. Uh, what I wanted to pose to everyone is it's been a year since we've been dealing with this pandemic, or a little bit more, I should say, a year of lockdown, and a year since wearing our own masks. But I don't find me wearing a mask to the grocery store at all mysterious or cool. <laughs> I know we're talking mass crusaders who are mostly mysterious and cool. <laughs> so how has it been for everybody here wearing a mask to do everyday things? For me, it's just, it's been weird not being able to show my expressions or my like smile or anything to anybody when I'm out. I see. It's funny that you mentioned that. Definitely, there's no cool factor going on here, right? Uh, I don't think any of us, you know, when we're walking around with our uh, whatever uh, medical mask, <laughs> uh, look very cool per se. But I do find myself um, more curious about people, like because their face is covered. Is that just mm. me? Where like I'll look at somebody and be like, oh, I wonder what their smile looks like, or like. I'll think stuff like that. I don't know. Who is that masked man? <laughs> Who is that masked man? Um, I, I I don't wonder that. I just wonder, like, I'm still in my own head. Like, are they, do they know that I'm smiling? Oh, freaking, okay. They might yeah. think I'm just, like, mm-hmm. doing some weird shit. I don't know. Like, you know, like, I'm always, I'm always smiling at people, but, like, it doesn't translate with the mask. I was like, not necessarily, oh, though. Crazy. No, not necessarily. Because you, when people smile, I had this conversation with someone the other day. Their eyes change, and you can see mm. the smile come up uh, beneath their eyes. Also, too, I don't know about you, but now I over everything oh yeah like my oh, body yeah. movements are like big nod big nod thank you <laughs> thank you big nod uh you yes. know what i mean and like <laughs> like over I mean, like, different like, ways. aggressively go in with my eyes like, mm, I'm <laughs> same yeah. same kind just so you see my eyes yeah. are sm- i'm yeah. smizing like tyra banks smizing but uh, i i feel like when we get rid of the masks that um, it's going to be like a Ricky Bobby situation. I'm not going to like, remember in that interview, he doesn't know what to do with his hands. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this interview and I don't know what to do. I'd be like, I have no mask. Can you see? I'm smiling really big. Like it's going to be so ridiculous. We're gonna be like, Are you all right? <laughs> like, miss, uh, do you need a hospital? Like, yeah, <laughs> Are you having a detox? seizure? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to not wearing masks because my glasses fog up all the yeah, time. I do and feel bad. a colossal glasses. pain in the ass. And so I, I I muddle through and I've got like a trick, but it's not comfortable, but I can make it work. And so I'm like, the day we, the day we all can stop wearing masks full time is the day I'm going to be super pumped. <laughs> so, yeah. I, that's always a way, though, I think, unfortunately. Uh, but I mean, yeah, because there is going to be this weird phase, right? This is me making a prediction about the future, guys, <laughs> that there are going to be people who will still continue to wear their mask. Oh yeah! Right. Yeah. Well, it, well oh, I yeah. think it, during cold season, I will for sure. Like, yeah, like, it's nice having a mask on. It's cold yeah. out. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, ooh, put my mask on. It's cold. Um, and like protecting <laughs> people at work, or hopefully people at work like protecting you, because like people are like, hey, did everybody notice that you didn't get a cold or a flu this year? And I was like, oh yeah, because I wasn't in an office full of people. Right. Like. All yeah. being gross together. Right. <laughs> All those fools who come into work sick. You know yeah. who you are. Let me, mm. Look, that's the exactly thing I am most looking forward to now is the shame for yeah. people oh, who yeah. are sick. Because let me tell you, you, I, you know, I'd be like, 
I'm sure Elizabeth, Chris, Michelle, we all understand in some way. I haven't been in an office. I've been working remotely for quite some time now. But when I used to work in an office or now, nowadays, like how I see people would be in class, like whether an improv class or something, a writer's group or whatever, like the the amount of people who just shamelessly show up and they are clearly dripping from their nose and you're like yeah. <laughs> i do not want to be in yeah. this room with you i mu- i don't want to do no zip zap zop with your ass like you know what i mean like i don't want to zip zap corona man <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i do not want to do no improv exercise you know big booty or whatever uh, improv and can, and can we just say like and those same people are the people that unbeknownst will come up to you and like hug you or like shake your hand and then be like and then when you and then when you like if you say oh hey how's it going dave and dave's like oh i've been so sick (laughs) (laughs) you just touch me you just you just embrace the shit out of me and and now you tell me you're sick why would you this is how the zombie virus starts yeah this is how how the walking dead starts (laughs) if the walking dead ever happened it's not gonna be in the fucking lab it's gonna be in a goddamn office yes that's where everybody touches people the most right and like and i know I know I've been guilty though because I've bought into the capitalistic like you have to work till you're nearly dead, <laughs> you know. And and I've had jobs though that like didn't were like, mm, are you sure you're sick? I I got a horrendous stomach flu one year. Oh my god! And that's I worked not to in entertainment news, with. and it was right before the Golden Globes, and I I didn't have to go like on a red carpet, but I needed to be in the office to look at all this footage and stuff, and um, you know. Losing it both ends, right? Oh no! And oh. the boss, my boss at the time, who I am friendly with, said, "Well, do you know if you're going to make it in on Sunday?" I was like, I don't, "I don't really know. It's really not good over here." And she was like, "Well, just so you know, I don't have anyone to cover you." And I was like, "I effing irrelevant, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can either come in and ruin everyone's day in the office, right? Or I can stay home." And uh, and try to get this like tamped out because I had like some crazy like fever and I got yeah. chills or like my body shook and I was like I don't like my roommate was gone so I was like I don't know what to do like I'm so cold right now and it's like That's really so freaked scary. out. Uh, I did eventually recover in time. I was like drinking Gatorade wow. at the office, but it was like thanks for reminding me you have no one to cover me. I'm sorry. I'm maybe dying i don't really know yeah my bad yeah i should have should have planned that one better my bad (laughs) oh god and maybe you wouldn't have gotten that stomach flu if somebody sick was wearing a mask or someone sick stayed home washed their damn hands as we learned no one was was apparently doing it before 2020 that's what i feel like if i feel like if you were in these places like you're a factory worker or you're an office worker like i think like even when we all get vaccinated we should still keep masks in those kinds of settings because like you're literally so close in proximity to each other Mm -hmm. and you're nothing i mean like most of those places too like they're not that greatly ventilated they've been around factories been around since like the 60s and shit like that they probably done nothing to them so like you're breathing all that carbon monoxide. It's just not good for you anyway, period. Yeah. Fuck the coronavirus thing. But then add that that now we've just got out of a pandemic. It should be masks all the time. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I just think that there. I well, I guess my hope is that things do stick right long after the pandemic is quote unquote over. Um, that people con- consider wearing masks in certain situations, can uh, continue to wash their hands, yeah. not take their ass anywhere <laughs> when they're sick, because like. Yeah. <laughs> Those nasty people who are never washing their hands are like, oh, I better start. It's like, what were you doing? I know. Doing? It's like, are you not? Seriously, I don't know how we haven't had anything like this like beforehand because right. I, I, I'm speaking like just as a man, the mother nastiest that oh. I've seen in the men's bathroom and then they walk out without washing their hands. I'm like, no. how are we not? Like, like Those people need about to be AIDS exposed. In the 80s. Like, how has this shit not been a thing since like the 90s, <laughs> right. the 2000s, mid-2000s? Like, what the fuck? Uh, no, I, I, yeah, like, I, I, uh, I was in a Target in like March or April and I just remember getting a tickle in my throat and like not a Rona tickle, like, a, you know, just like, oh my God, there's like a mm-hmm. tickle in my throat. And I was just so terrified of coughing in front of people. And, you know, I just hope that scrutiny and that level of shame sticks around because I do think there needs to be someone who's like, your ass is sick, get the fuck out of here like yeah. you do not need to be here infecting the rest of us um or, or just people who like don't have any manners they like literally cough with their mouth wide uh, open in oh. public or just sneeze into like oh, the atmosphere put a mask on <laughs> put a whole helmet <laughs> on yeah like the fact that there are people out there who don't know that it's so rude and disgusting to just sneeze at without covering it up i'm like how, oh okay like, listen where'd you come from where do you come from? all right remember at the big top of 2020 like coronavirus was breaking out in china right and all of us in the united states were like that's a china thing like we're not we were like this ain't a thing for us right yes right, right. and right. i had to go to the uk for work in um mm, late January, early February. So I was traveling while this, you know, was going around in Asia, right? And I was on the plane back from the UK. So it's London to LA. It's one long ass flight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. I reversed that. I was actually from Germany because I went to go visit my friend. Still long ass flight. Even longer. I went to Berlin. That's like 12 hours yeah. a week. Oh my God. I was... Uh, so, you know, the big planes, they have three different rows. There's like the middle row and then the two side rows. I always try to get myself a middle row because like the likeliness of people wanting to sit there is like slimmer. Right. And then usually you can have an empty seat next to you. So I, I'd like yeah, to be I'd sure. like that aisle action if I don't have to sleep. Right. So across the aisle from me to my right was a lady and what I assume is her daughter. And this woman was hacking the entire time with her mouth wide open. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it Ugh. and it took and again in the back of my mind I'm thinking oh my god like I know there's a pandemic or epidemic breaking out right now in a, in in you know certain parts of the world and I just at one point I just stopped and looked at her and I was like what you can't even cover your mouth like that yeah. and to a point where like I remember like taking the whatever blanket they give you the shitty blanket and i literally covered my head on her side <laughs> so that she knew that i thought it was fucking disgusting what she was doing yeah. like i'm just yeah. like i'm covering myself because apparently you think this is okay right and nasty man it was anyway so that woman has 
is probably a new person now. <laughs> She's probably not nah, doing she ain't. No, she ain't. No, she ain't. <laughs> no, she ain't. Because here's the thing. It's because you and other people, like most people aren't like publicly confrontational, so they but won't say shit it. to oh, her. So she's probably still living her life that way because everybody's too polite to say it. I, no. But she ain't got to work and seen Brenda yet. Brenda be like, bitch, cover your mouth. <laughs> you have here all close body. You Brenda. out here coughing without covering your face. What's wrong with you? You ain't got no home training. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta think that by now she knows. I, that's my hope is right now, wherever that lady's at, she understands. Because here's what also happened. I also, because she was like getting me all like worked up, I started getting a tickle in my throat. So when I. No. Yes. Ugh. The, the sympathetic. Yeah, the <laughs> sympathetic. Like, no. So when I, so <laughs> when I coughed, I made a purpose to like cough into my elbow, like yeah. in front of her. So towards the end of this long ass flight, she finally started coughing into her elbow. I shit you not. Oh, this is a real story. Yeah. Learned behavior. Yes. Probably. And I was yeah. like, it so only took her 12 hours. She learned over the course of the flight that I thought she was freaking gross uh, and that she needs to change her behavior. Anyway, guys, yeah, we've talked a lot about this pandemic. So we need to introduce you guys. Uh, listeners, if you do not recognize these uh, two uh, amazing and hilarious voices, we're going to introduce you uh, to them. Michelle, who do we got? Oh, we are so excited about this duo. We have a uh, comedian writer, Elizabeth Stanton, and Chris Mack, who is also a comedian and an actor. And you may recognize their voice. If not, then you should head to Spotify right this moment. Press pause on this and go <laughs> listen to their amazing podcast called Show Me What I've Been Missing. Uh, they were so lovely to have me as a guest. I had the best time. We talked about Mulan. Uh, but... They uh, crack me up. Uh, I think even off tape, we were laughing so hard. So you guys, welcome. We're so excited to have you guys join us today. We missed you, Kim. I know. I missed you guys too, but I'll be back. I'll I'll be on the podcast at some point. We'll have you back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys got to come back. Yeah. We got more more things to talk about. uh, Girl, plenty. I just called you girl. Sorry. (laughs) I call everybody girl. I'm like, girl. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Girl. That should be widely accepted. Just like saying guy. It really yeah. I grew up with a black mom. She would call me girl sometimes. Like we have like a really good conversation. So like, I never took offense. I'm like, oh, that's just like, that's just like a woman. <laughs> just like, you know, because I say, hey guys all the time. Right? And then somebody yeah. at work is like, oh, that's not really inclusive. And I was like, oh, I say that to women all the time. Yeah, I know me right. too. So I do it too. I, I guess I'll just have to change it up every so often. I say often. gang. I'm like, hey gang. I, well, yeah. That's a good one. I like to say folks. I like to drop folks quite a bit. Folks yeah. is What's a up, good folks? one. Um, See, I'm from Texas. I just say y'all. So y'all is everybody. Yeah, y'all is anything. Y'all. any person, place, thing, animal, whatever. We <laughs> yeah. use y'alls. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so listeners, today with Elizabeth and Chris, we are talking masked crusaders. Yes. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they're a superhero um or from the marvel universe or whatever the hell you're you're in you're into these days uh we are talking mass crusaders so let's go ahead and start this show Welcome back to Crush Fictionally. Again, we are talking masked crusaders. Not this people who are like, you know what? Yeah, there may or may not be a pandemic going on, but I should wear this mask. 
for mm-hmm. whatever reason, as Batman says, I wear the mask not for me, but for others. Um, yes. Thank you, Christian Bale. Um, so... <laughs> I know we're You're gonna- welcome. That oh, was for you. <laughs> that was the perfect impression. That was uh, perfect, Elizabeth. So <laughs> uh, I know we're going to reveal who our crushes are, but before we get into that without revealing it, I just have a quick question I want to pose to you guys. For your characters that you have chosen today as your number one masked crusader. Do you like them better with or without the mask? With hundred percent, mine is a hundred percent with. Okay, no question. Like, now the person <laughs> that I pick can, it, it, since it's a fictional character, uh, then that still count because it kind of goes along with his costume. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say. I would like it better with the mask because it goes along with the character arc that is this source material. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth, you have a thought? I am so torn because which one is really the mask, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, now <laughs> we didn't even talk about figurative masks, but oh I'm excited for us to do hey there, that. Hey there, Daniel Day-Lewis. How dare you get deeper than we need to be? How dare you? I'm going to go cobble some shoes in Ireland. Woo! <laughs> oh, my God. That's what he does or what that he was doing for quite mask. some time. Uh, time in his spare time, I guess. Um, oh, bless him. Yeah. Now, not even for a role this time. Just he for just needed to like decompress after all that method acting. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna he's pop up in like eight years and then win another Oscar, blow us all yeah. away, and be like, yeah. okay, and then go into hiding again. Yeah. That's got to take a toll. That kind yeah. of mask has got to take a toll if you go around. And- um, yeah, I don't know if I prefer my choice with or without the mask. Um, I think with. Oh, okay, okay. How about you, Kim? So, my guy, you don't really get to know him without the mask on. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I do prefer him with the mask on because the moments that you do kind of get to meet him without the mask on, it's uh, very ugly. So, uh, and his methods aren't necessarily, <laughs> aren't mm. necessarily, uh, we can get into it. Uh, obviously. Like, oh my God. I think I didn't You probably know exactly who I'm talking about. I'm like, ah, oh, don't give too much away. Um, so. I could be wrong. Yeah, and like, uh, and like, we can talk a little bit, uh, into more, uh, 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 not a little bit, but as much as you want in more detail. At, once you reveal your character, it, why you like them with or without the mask on, uh, I think that's a great. But Michelle, you said most definitely with the mask on, with the mask on, with the mask on. No question. Uh, my pick is mysterious, but there's something that we'll get into. There's other things that I think factor into when this character has the mask and his costume costume i guess his whole outfit outfit his whole outfit that ensemble his ensemble, ensemble. that really that really does it for me mhm i think i know who mm-hmm. michelle's pick is um, you guys know you know what guys let's not make the audience wait 
Let's get into this, right? Okay, Elizabeth, Chris, you are both our guest of honor. Either of you can go first, jump right in, let us know who is your favorite masked crusader. Elizabeth, would you like to start? Oh, thank you. Um, so I was worried that this was a basic choice, and I tried to think of other ones, but I it was like, no, I, I gotta come back to my number one. It's Batman. I, I, yeah, I love Batman. <laughs> in all, in, Which Batman? I was making, I, uh, oh gosh, I do love all the incarnations because you do. I love, I love even the Val Kilmer. Kid. Yeah, I'll make a case for him as we, as we go. A young, a young he, he was Valkyrie. okay. He was okay. He's all right. He's yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, what do you call it? I, uh, He's I, better than Clooney. Yeah, he was better than Clooney. Um, like as a kid, I loved like '60s Batman. I loved the campy, goofy, silly. Like that Batman movie is really funny. Like oh the my whole God. like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's like that shouldn't be that funny. It's so dumb, but it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> um. So like it started there, and the Batman animated series, the Lego um, movie. Lego Batman oh, ended yeah. up really loving it. It's so good. So funny. So it's good. so funny. Like, <laughs> I saw my friend and we were like screaming laughing. It was so good. And then it's so sweet at the end with the friends or family message. Mm. I really liked that. Um, and then, yeah, I liked uh, Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, yeah. More as good an adult. One. I respect, I, I like, got more into it as an adult. I know we saw Batman Returns when I was a kid in the theater. Mm-hmm. Way too little to see it, though, I think. Yeah. But I liked Catwoman in it and oh, she's got so absolutely good. freaked out by the penguin, though, and he, like, bites that guy's nose. Yeah. It's, like, way too intense. Yeah, it, was a lot of blood. it was a big gusher. Of it's a, like, so yeah, horrifying yeah. as, like, a child. I saw yeah. that then in the theater, too. I was way too young. I saw Batman Forever. I always loved Jim Carrey, too, so I liked the Riddler and whatnot. Um Christian Bale Batman is is t- I, I'm always going to pick Keaton for my number one Batman. I do like him Christian as Batman. Be- I did. Yeah. Despite all the Tim Burton insanity of uh, the movies. Oh, see, I love the Tim Burton stuff. It, I mean, I like Tim Burton, but I had to. I didn't. I shouldn't say I had to. I watched Batman Returns recently for one of our episodes, and I was like, "This is the most insane movie ever." And it I, is. And I was like, "This could be at least." A half hour shorter. Uh, <laughs> it does not need to be this long. Or a half hour longer. Like, let's be honest. Let I'm sure Tim Burton's directorial <laughs> cut yeah. is Six a half hours. hour longer. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, sorry, I interrupted. But oh no, no, you're why fine. do you? So uh, you do you love Batman more with or without the mask? Uh, what, or does I it? And and does that depend on the bat? The actor. It, mm-hmm. I, it very heavily depends on the Batman or the Batsman, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, nice. Um, I think uh, 60s Batman, yeah, with the mask, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, cartoon Batman. Uh, did I unmute myself by accident? Sorry. Um, cartoon Batman, I'm going with. Um, what do you call it? And then um, uh, Michael Keaton Bath- Batman. Either or. Michael Keaton's always had the best eyes in the Batman mask, hands down, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, that is important, isn't that? It, yeah. The eyes the, the through stair- the mask. The stairs really gotta, gotta be there. That's true. Uh, That's true. 
Kil- Kilmer and Clooney out of the mask. <laughs> the, ar- the argument Fair. I've heard is for Clooney in particular is he was a good Bruce Wayne, but he was not a good Batman. Mm, and I think I, that's I believe that accurate summation. Um, Christian Bale, of, either ha- or. How about Ben Affleck? See, I nice. You better talk nice. Oh, see, I like Ben Affleck. Okay, okay. I did not. I did not see Batman versus Superman: Trial of the Century. (laughs) (laughs) The title. (laughs) It is the real title. I even tried to write a sketch about it, and we never quite got the hang of it because it was too complicated (laughs) to to do on stage. No, I I like Ben Affleck, and um, I didn't I didn't see Batman v Superman: Trial of the Century. (laughs) I I did. Did I only see him in Justice League? Yeah, I think I only saw him in Justice League, and not even the Snyder Cut one. I don't, I nobody, nobody got time for that. Um, yeah, I just, I think that, but I like him. I mean, I've seen the Martha thing though. <laughs> Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say Martha? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, and that is hilarious. Um, but I, uh, I, I, he, it might be a case of he's a better Bruce Wayne, I think, than a Batman too. Yeah. See, I think if you describe or you look at a picture of Ben Affleck and you talk about Bruce Wayne, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've never seen him act as Batman. I don't really have a huge problem with Ben Affleck. Um, yeah. I mean, I mocked the hell out of his Phoenix tattoo, and I will oh, continue yeah. to do so as you yeah. should. <laughs> but otherwise. He's my guy. I, I I I think we all vibe with all those paparazzi photos of him in front of his house trying to balance donkeys and all, and all the Amazon packages. Like who who among us, right? Very funny. We've all Very been there, visual. and thank God no one's ever had to take my picture doing that, right? right? Yeah, no, we all have like the wild the stacks of boxes. <laughs> yeah, like, like who was in order for the Amazon? Like, oh, yeah. I love when they make fun of stars for doing like normal shit. It's like you know the Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. they don't go like to a Mount Olympus when they're not doing a movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not- <laughs> he, he needed whatever dumb item that you need off of Amazon, and he got it, and, and just leave the man alone. Um, but yeah, I think I think generally I like Batman like with the mask as like a superhero detective. He's the world's greatest detective, apparently, <laughs> in some of the comic books. Um, so yeah, that's uh, and then there's some of the Batman's have been hot. Like, what's up, Christian Bale? How you doing? That's my favorite Christian Bale. I mean, I've seen Christian Bale in a lot of things. I think he's an excellent actor, but yeah. for whatever reason, I was like, I only like Christian Bale as Batman. <laughs> like, I don't want to see him do interviews. I don't need to see him in real life doing stuff. I don't need to see him picking up Amazon packages. I only <laughs> want to see him as a hot. Bruce Wayne or Hot Batman. If I may, watch one Christian Bale interview, which is he and Mark Wahlberg were promoting The Fighter. And somehow somebody asked about like their kids or or music. And Christian Bale's like, you know what? That song I can't get out of my head right now. The Powerpuff Girls theme song. Because I guess his daughter was really into it at the time. And then he starts singing it with his natural accent. So he's like, fighting crime, trying to <laughs> save the world. And it's the funniest, it's the funniest thing. I was like, Batman singing the Powerpuff what? Girls theme song. Maybe that'll make him likable to me. I think, yeah, I think yeah. if Batman was real, he would like the Powerpuff Girls. That's a solid show. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. Batman slash Bruce Wayne has good taste. <laughs> <laughs> I love that pick. Great pick. 
Um, uh, any last thoughts about Batman before we move on to Chris's pick? Um, I'm over. I'm excited for Robert Pattinson as Batman. Oh, girl. yeah. Because I've, mm-hmm. so many of the Batman properties in the past few years have been um, like everybody but Batman. And Batman's always been like a kid. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> as an adult <laughs> doing stuff. So yeah. I had to feel weird because he was like a kid in the Joker or whatever. Yeah. Which what's oh, yeah. that movie? I don't even know. <laughs> oh, see, it, that's that is a movie that people did not like, and I did. Um, I oh. really loved the Joker. I thought it was I, a fantastic I film. Yeah, I understood and appreciated it. I think for what it was, but I didn't end up caring for it. And my my funniest Joker story though is, I'm a big Mark Maron fan, and I saw him live. Like I, I want to say a year ago, it was technically two years ago, but we all know the last year doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so he did, he did his show and he went long cause he was like testing stuff for a special. And he said, I don't normally do this. Does anybody have like questions? I'll do a Q and a, and some kid raised his hand in the front row and he had done a whole bit about Marvel and making fun of superheroes and stuff. And so some kid raised his hand and he goes, if you don't like comic book movies so much, why are you in the Joker? And he was like, really? He's like, I'll tell you why. He's like, and he explained like his backstory about like, he's like, maybe 10 years ago, you think your career's going in the crapper and you're thinking <laughs> of some really dark, like life ending thoughts, but then you get a podcast and things go well. And then people start to ask you to act and that starts to go well. And then when someone says, Hey, do you want to be in a movie with Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix? Oh, is that the the hill you're going to die on and not do it? <laughs> right. Is that, is that, that yeah. where the line is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and then I ended up watching the movie. He's in it for like two minutes. I yeah. was like, wow, that was a lot of grief for two minutes. <laughs> Right, like I totally forgot he was in the movie right. until you brought I it up. I did too until you said that. I forgot. I only remember that because I saw the thing. Like if I like hadn't been, and I was a big. I'm a big fan of Glow. R.I.P. Glow. <laughs> R.I.P. No, I, I think uh, R.I.P. Glow. What was going to happen with Debbie running the network? I was oh. there, look. I was into that show so hard. So I'm very sad. But you know, I think what people didn't like about the Joker movie, I think, as a comic book fan standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, just on that alone, because the idea of the Joker is he is this enigma that nobody knows where he came from. Nobody knows how he started. They don't know how he became the Joker or what sent him into the nut house. Nothing like that's the whole thing. Mm. And then people, even though we're kind of getting into that mode in our society where we're concentrating on mental health and like understanding it a little bit better instead of just like throwing people in nut houses, uh, like that story that they came up with was like super tragic and people didn't want to see that. And that kind of takes away from the Joker being like this menacing villain. Now he's like somebody that you actually feel sorry for. Mm. And it made people feel like shit. And that's probably why they did like it. Cause they're like, why do we feel sorry for this guy? He's a murderer. He's an anarchist. He's like a terrorist. But like now he has a, a lovable backstory like he was abused as a kid fuck <laughs> he, he might be half bro- he might be half brothers with Batman right yeah yes. and that, and, but was like yes. ab- oh, but was like abandoned yeah like he got yeah he kind of got screwed over it's like of course he's the Joker like now yeah. we can't like you know put him in jail <laughs> and, it, and it also really puts a damper on like that means Batman is beating the ever loving shit 
out of a person with a mental health problem in the future. Hey, look. His half-brother with mental disability. He's like, fuck. Where's Rachel? (laughs) Where is she? Where is she? Look. That, for some reason, in my office, (laughs) that I worked at at the time, that became like a weird running thing, you know? Like, you just work with people and you say dumb things and and, and mm. the movie had been out, and so somehow, and one of the other guys did an even better impression than I I, I could do. Um, but he would just every so often be like, "Where's Rachel?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, uh, I Christian mean, in Bale Batman's voice. defense, he didn't know. He doesn't right, know yeah, about the I, whole right, backstory. So his potential half brother, that his potential half brother was some sort of some him. Jerry Springer shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> but I think. You are the father. Uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry, my half-brother beat Molly. the hell out of me for committing crimes. <laughs> and I want to confront him. Like, but I, would that, watch that. I think uh, what you yes. say, Chris, is a, like hits the nail on the head. I, I do yeah. think that we as a society, I have said this about 40 times on this podcast. Michelle and I have talked about villains and who's the real villain and uh, how everything's gray. There's no black and white, right? And um, I do think that we as humans, because of our evolution, want a simple answer to everything. You're a good person. You're a bad person. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have to be like, oh, my God, here's this villain who believes in anarchy and and uh, blowing everything up and f- uh, burning everything down. Uh, oh, actually, it's because he <laughs> is a wildly un you know unstable undiagnosed yeah. untreated right person <laughs> yeah i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah is that like a lot of people who are awful today yeah. is probably that so anyway yeah. we talked a lot about See, the I'm, not that, I'm not that into over explaining someone's like backstory like because oh i love it like, i love yeah, why I is love it, it why I is do. a villain a villain i was like some people are just assholes like some people that's, are like, that's why i like yeah. the yes. grinch book as a kid in the cartoon because there was not some tragic backstory about him being shunned by the who's <laughs> it was just like that guy who lives in the mountains a total He's- dick yeah. <laughs> no it's man he was just fucking, a dick i don't know what his fucking deal is yeah and then and then he as he kind of gets to like know the situation better he's less of a dick and that's kind of like bad you know batman and the you know you understand why batman's batman the, the his tragic story uh, you know maybe that's not as great storytelling if you don't explain the like how the villains become villains but I at the same time it's a different story that's all it is yeah, yeah i just think it's a different story like uh, kim and i i've been messaging kim kim has watched all of the crown i am very late to the crown i'm I am too. in the midst of season so three um i didn't think i would like it as much as i do and i really enjoy it um but i just messaged kim yesterday that because uh, honestly i went into this thinking oh the crown is just white people doing white people shit you know like <laughs> right and you're not oh you're not wrong. i mean it is a lot of that that wait what you just said is the reason i haven't watched it yet that's the first time <laughs> right. i was like that's what i tried to watch shameless i'm like poor people in chicago i don't believe it sorry poor white people in chicago i don't believe yeah it. you're like sorry like, white I people can't, can't really i don't know about y'all, you y'all, y'all, one, one family out of like 10 okay cool but. <laughs> yeah so like kim kept telling because kim and i generally why we have this podcast we liked a lot of the same things and she's
she's like, gotta watch this. Da, da, da. And I was like, oh, it's just white people doing white people shit. And so then I watched it and I was like, oh, there is some backstory here. I, I mean, I know very little about uh, the royal family. I'm not trying to say that um, I think much of the royal family. Like, I don't, you know, there's a lot of people who feel differently, especially if you grew up in the UK. Um, but yeah, I'm fascinated. And I was like, to Elizabeth's point, like, there are a lot of people that I see in the news now where I'm like, oh, he just a dick. And then I was like, oh, watching this, even though it's historical fiction, I was like, well, if I grew up like that, maybe I'd be a jerk too. Um, like the Joker, but, you know, less murdering and more colonizing. Because, <laughs> like, I, I appreciate Alf- Alfred's, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn. Like, yeah. yeah, some people are just dicks. Yeah. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. nothing you can do about it. But yeah. why are they like that, though? That's going to be me. That's the kind of person mm-hmm. I am now. I'm in my 30s now, and I don't want to be that person who's like, you're an asshole. Like, even if someone cuts my ass off on the highway or whatever, I'm like, what the, you know, who, you know what I mean? I do want to, like, what happened to you today or whatever or in your lifetime that are, is making you act out this way that's the question i'm always going to pose and that's just the way i'm living my life it is an interesting thing because i do go like if i get cut off i'm like oh i hope where you're going is real important yeah it it could be and you never know right baby exactly (laughs) you're like damn it no you know what that's it's the that's the funny thing about that like the like the, the mixture between like how people reacted to the Joker film and like the Batman origin story, right? Because <laughs> truthfully, we told like, these are both two stories of tragedy. Like yes. Batman's parents yeah. died. Yes. He didn't treat the fucking trauma and like go to therapy. What he did was start training and then go out and beat up poor people. Like he's a rich yeah. guy that didn't like control his shit and went out and be- beats up poor people. And then like we see the Joker's story, this tragedy. We're like, but fuck that. He's just a feeling. Like, no, we don't like yeah. it. Like, yeah. no. You can't I like have a nuance, sad story. I swear. Yeah. I swear I like <laughs> no, nuance, yeah, guys. No, 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 no. I know, I know. Uh, I, uh, well, so, okay, let's move on to the, because uh, I think we could be here all day talking about the Joker. Yeah, backstory. Yeah, but I, I have a feeling that Chris's character's got some backstory, his number one pick. Oh, Chris, who do we got for your favorite masked crusader? My favorite mass crusader is not a popular one, oh. but I think that's a tragedy because the movie itself was so cool. I picked uh, Dread, Carl Urban's Dread from the movie mm. Dread. <gasps> Such an underrated action movie, guys. It's so good. <laughs> okay, so I, I and this it. is a reboot of Judge Dread. Yes. The original one was with uh, uh, S- Sylvester Stallone, and and mm-hmm. and I'm not really gonna talk about that because <laughs> you know it was made in the '80s. It was you know the comic book movies weren't really start like comic book movies didn't become good until Tim Burton got his hands on Batman, and mm-hmm. then like people kind of started figuring out how to try to do a good comic book movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay, for someone who's not seen Dread like me, mm-hmm. yes. what Same. quick yeah. two sentence? What is it about? It's basically about uh, it's a post-apocalyptic future where there's like a big nuclear war and people live in these things called mega cities. So there's like right. 800 million people in one city, like New York City and, right now. <laughs> yeah, like New York City basically, <laughs> but like three times that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like picture putting China's population inside of New York City. That's what these people live in. Gotcha. Okay. And these they have these cops that basically they gave them like free reign to be judge, jury, and executioner, and they go around like trying to solve crimes from like. The smallest petty crime to like murder. Wow. And yeah. That they're basically just in charge of administering justice on point. And Dredd is like the judge of all judges. And he has like 
he just ruthless. Like crime is crime, no matter what. Oh. You get the sentence. Yes. Okay. So why do you? Why is he your favorite mass crusader? <sighs> One, because he's like if Batman had the Punisher's mentality. Mm-hmm. Yes, Ooh, I right. do love the Punisher. You know what I mean? Right. Right, because like the Punisher's awesome. Like, yes, some people thought it was a little too violent, but like clearly they didn't read the comic books because it's way more violent than what they put on Netflix. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but like, you know, it's it's because he, he, uh, he doesn't have the same like tragic backstory as somebody like the Punisher or Batman, but you can tell that like, he's, he's kind of like an enigma, like a, a Joker, you know, like nobody really knows why he's so passionate about crime and things like that but you know that it's from something of tragic origin mm. like you know something bad happened to him but they don't ever say what it is in the comics okay which is great and so dread the movie that the remake not the one not the sly stone but the one that i'm talking about now uh they actually captured that character in that movie and so like the fact that he never took his helmet off i don't know spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen dread <laughs> He never takes his helmet off. Okay. And that's part of his whole mystery and demeanor. Like it basically is a way of hiding his emotions from the thing that he has to do mm. every day. Because literally he like kills a person every day. Like That's how bad these crimes are in the city. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. So uh, oh. I feel like I may have seen maybe pieces of the original Judge Dredd. Mm-hmm. It's one of those 80s movies that I get mixed up with all the other 80s movies that are kind of like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get it mixed yeah, up with Demolition Man and Total Recall. Hey, that's one of my favorite yeah. movies in the world, Demolition Man, though. Like, yeah, it's just I what I, it's one of those things where I'm like, which one's which? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, Dread. So, Carl Urban, who I think is excellent. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know about his ass until uh, The Boys. Uh, yeah. Which I'm very disappointed. He's excellent to say. in the boys. He's yes. excellent on the boys. Yes, he is. His uh, my boyfriend has a very strong opinion about his English accent, though. But uh, you know, whatever. Oh, we all do. We all do, James. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. I mean, it's look, bad I, is. I, I get mean, it. He's an is your boyfriend hard. from the UK or? Yeah, my boyfriend's from the UK, so like, oh, yeah, so yeah, so <laughs> he has very much a justification to be judging. Listen, about. I need That's him true. to go to these casting rooms and start telling the casting directors that the British aren't that good at accents. All right, like, that doesn't work. All right. <laughs> well, the well, it was it Carl Urban's from New Zealand? Yeah, he's yeah. from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hard, you know. I think Americans, especially. <laughs> Especially like producers and casting, they're like, "Oh, you're from New Zealand. That's essentially British, right?" Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like there's that. Like, they do that with Australians too. It's like you can do that, right? Um, but yeah, Judge Dredd. I think that's such a. Gr- I'm gonna have to watch that. Uh, when was it? When did that movie come out? Not too long ago, right? No, I think it's like twenty. Let me. You know what? Before I do some misinformation, let me look it up one time real quick. <laughs> It's like I don't want nobody to you know in the comments or something like. Uh, actually, it was t- no, like, <laughs> relax, relax. Coming in right. with the fix that for you. Yeah, yes. like it came yeah. out in 2012. 2012. Okay. Oh, yeah, so it's not it's not too old of a movie. It's yeah. like you know it was like, and it sucks too because like I think the time that it came out in, uh, it, it was supposed to be like it, like the summer box office but it it, it it's hard it didn't hit till like november and so nobody was really trying to see it because it's a it's a very summer movie like it's a very action-packed summer movie and 
yeah, it just got it just got screwed over, man. And people Sometimes didn't really understand it. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous yeah. movie like, for an action movie, and it's like right to the point. Like you know, because you know now action movies are like low key, like two and a half hours when they don't right. need to be. You know what right. I mean? Like that's what I miss about '90s and you know early 2000s action movies. Hour and hour and a half to hour and forty five minutes. You got the story. You got the plot. You saw somebody get their ass kicked. Credits. <laughs> we was out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so with you. I'm like, yeah. This does not need to be two hours. No. I could do, do a whole podcast on every movie that does not need to be two right. hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Action movies, so many comedies. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, comedy Shit does up. not need hour to be more than an hour and a half. Right. An hour and 45 minutes. Hour 45, yeah. Hour and a half, hour 45, yeah. I'm looking at you, Judd Apatow. Yeah, no shit. Oh yeah, Judd Apatow. He's like, oh, this, here's my director's cut. Two hours and forty five minutes. Enjoy funny people. Like, no, we like, sir, sir, we got it. Yeah, I'm like, no. I enjoy funny. All the riffs are gold. Yeah, yeah. some of the riffs are bad. <laughs> right. Some of the riffs are bad. Some of the riffs from your friends are bad, and I only need an hour and forty five minutes. Right. Of funny people. Seth Rogen is not that funny, guys. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's funny, but he's not that. No, he's not. I'm two hours you. funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's not two. No, <laughs> no not Love two him. hours funny. Never Guys, that's, a, that's a great phrase. Not two hours funny. Because not, not um, even a sausage party, I love that movie, but it was like five ten minutes too long. Ugh, you know man. what? That movie was very funny. Uh, yeah, it was good though. It, it was, was really very good. funny, and I love how clever it was because you could, you could basically see the message. That. Like, and they and they went after everybody. Nobody was excluded. It was like, hey, it listen, was we're good. gonna make fun of everybody equally, all religions. It was great. It and, was great. I yeah, actually I, was pleasantly surprised by that movie. Yeah, they. Didn't, they I, I could. I'm not gonna do the spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, but yeah, I could have done without the last five minutes of the movie. It was. It was a little too much. Like, I understand that they were, like, clearly, whoever, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when they saw Seth Rogen wrote this, and they are like, Seth you know, Adam Goldberg, they are like, all right, cool. Here's all the money. Do whatever you want. And they are like, oh, do whatever we want? Whatever? Cool. Last five minutes is this. Oh, my gosh. So funny. <laughs> Not two hours funny. Um, Not two hours guys, two that's going to be my catchphrase for the rest of this year. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. Um, welcome. Michelle, do you want to reveal your masked crusader? Do I? You guys already know who it is. Um, I think I do. You guys know he's a man of mystery. So much mystery that it took a whole first season till we found out his real name. He went by Mando for a mm. long time. Yes. Uh, my number one crush is Din Jardin, played by Pedro Pascal in The Mandalorian. He's a pilot. He's a sharpshooter. He cares about kids. He speaks multiple <laughs> languages. He's a bounty hunter. He's in it for the right reasons. I don't know why we didn't talk about him as a really great bachelor. Um, um, <laughs> I know. I think <laughs> uh, on this journey, he's here for the right reasons. He is. He gets all my roses. Okay, let me say this. <laughs> I know Pedro Pascal from Narcos. Mm-hmm. Handsome, handsome, and Narcos with that mustache. Uh, he's got the baby bangs in um, Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> yes. What a terrible, uh, what a tragic death! Uh, terrible, so tragic, uh, hubris, the hubris. It was, it was, it was the arrogance that killed him. Um, yes. But uh, I wasn't really into him <laughs> until he put this mask on, <laughs> and I heard his voice, and I was like. What? Yo. Um, 
I'm into it. Uh, I think the last time we talked, Elizabeth, you said you hadn't watched The Mandalorian. I have not. I live I live for the wee baby Yoda. I Ugh. love the wee baby Yoda so much. He's He is my pop song. My mom found it uh, for me for Christmas. It's him, oh, the wee baby Yoda so with his little, his little soup cup. Um, Watching him eat those eggs was the cutest <laughs> thing I ever seen in my I life. Cutest and yes. grossest thing. Yes. Yeah, I do intend to watch it. I really want to. Um, and well, I will I got this the end of the fr- the second season spoiled though. It actually oh. saw a really sweet video of a kid coming up to his mom who's like really sad. She's like, "What's wrong?" He's like, "Mando had to say goodbye to Grogu," oh. and he was like an older, like a ten or eleven year old oh. kid. And she was like, "That's it's okay. Sad. It's it's it is sad. It's okay to be." Sad. It's like, oh, because he was so tied to these this fictional story, these fictional yeah. characters. So I I don't want to give anything away uh, for Elizabeth because I do hope that you watch it. I know um, she spoiled it for everybody. Though, just no, 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 because there's more that happens in that right. last yeah, episode yeah. that yeah, um, that should not be spoiled. Way more than that. Twitter, oh, okay, okay, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at you, Twitter. Um, anyways, created by John Favreau, who we know and love swingers uh, and other acting bits that he's done. But he also was the right hand man to another masked man in Iron Man, oh, yeah. uh, which he also directed. Uh, so you'll recognize him from that. But it was created by John Favreau. And what I love is that he has a love for Star Wars, and he said that in the, in creating the Mandalorian, he he thought that this character of Din Jardin is kind of hinted at in the very early movies. And so he wanted to explore that. And it really kind of plays on a couple things. One, old samurai movies. What? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, spaghetti Westerns. Yeah. And they have a couple times referenced uh, Din Jardin as like this space cowboy i mean yep. i'm not gonna sing the song that's but that. i but i that's feel that. like that's very true if you watch mm-hmm. the show um directed by john favreau dave filoni uh rick famu yiwa taika watiti oh, robert goodness. rodriguez carl weathers get out of here that whole first season cost them a hundred million dollars just to do um i love that uh Little Grogu, Baby Yoda is not CGI. Is that he's mm-hmm. like a puppet and yeah. a and a doll and cost millions of or hundreds thousands of dollars to make. Um, and I love that they do the filming technique of where it's not fully on a green screen. That it's like an LED stage, so like it looks like they're in these like Tatooine or these other worlds. Um, so I love it. Uh, I I think that. What is so interesting about Din Jardin is that um, it's not always played by, spoiler alert, it's not always on Pedro Pascal on screen. That they've had a couple other actors play him because he's been busy doing the voiceover work. Mm -hmm. So um, they've had uh, a couple people who have played him, particularly in the first season. Um, What I think is cool, speaking of Baby Yoda, is that Donald Glover, how many times can I talk about Childish Gambino on here? But Donald Glover was the one who convinced Jon Favreau to keep Baby Yoda or Grogu a secret. That he oh, wanted yeah. that he thought that this whole idea of the Mandalorian and he knew about it because he was working, he was doing the voice of Simba in mm-hmm. the 
Lion King. And so he said to John Favreau something along the lines that um, audiences really like surprises. And so if you keep some of this a secret, then the audience will love it even more because yeah. they aren't anticipating what's going to happen or they don't know who it's going to be. And so I loved that. And I mean, I want to keep this as spoiler free as possible. Um, some of the cameos and the characters that we see oh, yeah. and some of the things that happen. There's so many, just from even a plot standpoint, some surprises that happen that just were so good. Um, so I do, I do love him as I do love Pedro Pascal as Din Chardin. It's the voice for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's the whole ensemble <laughs> that he is wearing. Awesome. I'm into it. I'm into it. I didn't think God. that I could be, but I, <laughs> I love it. And I love the story, the storyline yeah. too. So I can't wait for, for what's next. The and we'll see. The surprise thing is interesting because um, I heard it would be good. And obviously I didn't know about Baby Yoda in the beginning. I heard it would be good. Everybody was like, oh, it's very serious. And I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a like a diehard, gotta watch every element of it. But I was, I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm, I might try this out. And then they busted out that little puppet and I was like, oh my God, it's the cutest <laughs> thing I've ever it seen. Is. Like, oh it my is. God. It really is. And so is. now I, I do really want to sit down and watch it. And there's <laughs> a great... Hamilton parody song called Dear Baby Yoda to Dear Theodosia. It is the it's these two guys that are like, Dear Baby Yoda, what to say to you? <laughs> <laughs> you you gave us memes. Da, 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 da. It's, it's look it up, it's so cute. Oh my I love that. You did get a lot of memes that. out of, out oh of, my out God, of Baby Yoda, real talk. The That's internet so many, blew like, up. Yeah. Blew yes. up. You know, I and mean, that's the good thing about The Mandalorian, though, is, like, if you're a casual Star Wars fan, I, this I'm is totally the show to watch, because, like, yeah. all the cool shit that most people like about Star Wars is in every episode, and, like, yeah. five minutes of talking, and then the rest is, like, people getting shot. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> I, think, I think that you can watch yeah. it, speaking of, we talked about backstory, I think you can watch it on either end of the spectrum, either mm -hmm. without having all the backstory, like you yes. could have not, you can have not watched any other star Wars, anything, or even liked anything else, star Wars and watch this and just like appreciate it. Like you would like a black Panther. You're just like, yeah. Oh, this is just a really great movie or yeah. great TV series. Yeah. Or you can be, one of those, I mean, I've had people who are really into Star Wars, I'm kind of like middle of the road, who are like, oh, can you believe that so-and-so showed up? And I'm like, who that? Uh, <laughs> right. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. Yeah. That's me. I was like, oh, right, right. Her, her. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 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 Everybody. The, the one with the tentacles for hair. Yeah, I know yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. Cool. She's cool. Yeah. You, but <laughs> it's, got an, it's got enough of call, callbacks to the original. And yeah. it's got some references to the point that obviously this never happens. That you've got hardcore Star Wars fans who are like, I love the Mandalorian and people who are like super casual watchers who are like, oh, I heard this is pretty good. And actually, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's amazing. What were you going to say, Kim? Oh, I was just going to say, I was just going to support you in your, in that statement because I don't know shit about Star Wars. I think I've just barely watched the original trilogy. Um, 
and and so I don't know the difference between the three movies. Um, But I I do think obviously there's, you know, you will enjoy it even more if you are, if you know the references and what have you, um, because there are people who show up and you're like, oh shit, that's so-and-so that was in only the Clone Wars animated show, whatever. And now they show up and um, they're in the Mandalorian or whatever. Um, I'll never forget. Michelle's already heard me tell the story, but I think it's just so, funny is when um look spoiler alert if you haven't watched the mandalorian you probably have already if you don't listen elizabeth don't listen exactly well it's not a spoiler alert (laughs) i've seen a lot of the spoilery stuff so it's all right but like uh like they come across like boba fett's i mean this is to be expected right like the mandalorian's obviously about bounty hunters and it's spurned from boba fett but like they come across boba fett's armor in one episode and uh and james go james my boyfriend goes oh oh shit boba fett stuff and i go oh i looked at him i go how do you know that's boba fett's uh, armor and then he looked at me like i was the dumbest person he ever seen in his life (laughs) and he goes because it looks exactly like boba fett's armor and i laughed so hard it's one of those things where if I watched any of like the first six movies or whatever, I probably would have. Well, first of all, a that's idea. a lot of time you'd have to commit. And, yeah. In all fairness, I mean, the, I'll, twelve I'll, hours. Yeah, you, who has that kind of time to watch that stuff back to back and then make note of everything? Yeah. Um, he was on my honorable mention list. I'll say it now, Boba Fett. Now, the interesting thing about Boba Fett is that he is like deeply rooted in pop culture, and yet you don't see him that much in any of the movies. Like you. You see him, you know, in very little time. And even Jon Favreau said that in an interview. He's like, Boba Fett was like this iconic character and I wanted to build on it. And they hinted at this Mandalorian, like the Mandalorian, the Mandalore, the Mandalorian armor. And he's like, so that's how I ran with this story. But, uh, but, and I, and I remember when they first started talking about, hey, there's going to be the streaming service on Disney Plus that's like a Boba Fett origin story. I was like, sign me up because yeah. I want to know his story. But he doesn't show up that often. He's not like, I, I mean, Jabba the Hutt shows up more often than yeah. Boba Fett, to be honest. Yeah, so, crazy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So I think it's interesting that he's this iconic character that you really don't see that much. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. only really in Empire Strikes Back and I guess technically introduced in the holiday special. Mm-hmm. Those are my two big Boba Fett trivia. That's good. And then like what? Like the, the uh, Attack of the... Attack of the- oh right, Attack of the Clones. He's yeah. a kid. Oh, and then they. It, and it, that's another thing yeah. you find satisfying is if you yeah. are familiar with any of these movies, there, you know, there are things that Boba Fett will say in the Mandalorian, and it's like, oh, like that's a joke for the that's a joke for the fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely enjoyable either way because I, as a yeah. non super fan, sit there and I enjoy it. My boyfriend, who's more familiar with Star Wars, but I wouldn't say he's a super fan. He definitely laughed out loud at one of these lines. Um, he was like, <laughs> ha ha! And I was like, I don't get it. But he, <laughs> but <laughs> he he's entertained. Exactly. I'm trying to get over the fact that like your boyfriend's English and I'm like hearing an English accent talk about Star Wars. It just is hilarious to me because it seems like that would be <laughs> way out of their wheelhouse, right? Because I have British friends and they would tell me about like like they would have like game night game nights with their family and it would be like encyclopedia trivia. I'm like, 
how is that fun? And oh, so that's like, like a... And then like hearing them talk about like Star Wars and be like, oh, how that's, did you... That's my, that's that, my how's family. That, work? that sounds like a more posh British family having yeah. a yeah, trivia yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Um, you got just, some yeah. fancy English friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, there's a lot of non-fancy Brits out there. Let me just put that out there. Uh, that's true, that's it, they're, they're not all like the Queen. Um, <laughs> but speaking of Brits, I can segue real quick into my... I have. I thought Brit. I knew whose yours were when you said something earlier, but now I'm. Oh yeah, I now yeah now I'm, I'm revising right. who. Well, I guess but go ahead, guys. When I saw this movie, I was blown away. Uh, as someone who is a big believer in like civil rights and social rights and. Uh, this movie just came out at a time in my life where I was getting more into my adulthood, what my belief systems were, et cetera, et cetera. I truly loved this movie and this character, V for Vendetta. V, oh my God, I totally screwed it up. V for Vendetta. There we go. I finally got it. You were so excited. I know. I was so excited. I fumbled my own words. Um, Hugo Weaving plays V, and this movie is based on a graphic novel series by two dudes. Alan Moore and David Lloyd. The movie was then directed by a guy named James Mateague. And uh, like I said, it stars Hugo Weaving. We also have Natalie Portman playing Evie. Now, basically, who is V? If you've not seen V for Vendetta, it is about this guy V. Um, and he is basically on a mission to destroy this dystopian British government that has made it, that is very... Um, fascist? Yes, fascist yeah. and yeah. has like a very religious-based uh, government and things like homose homosexuality are outlawed, um, freedom of speech. And there were some... I, I saw this movie in the theater and I just remember having so many goosebumps watching it throughout the movie there's some beautiful montages some beautiful speeches yo v he always wears this mask you you find out that he's been horribly disfigured so he wears this mask but why i said earlier that i prefer him with the mask on because in the movie i mean spoiler alert i suppose um in the movie he he there's a bit of a plot twist and i won't say that there's like a there's a bit of a plot twist and uh he does some things that are unsavory in order to get he's one of those guys who's like yeah the ends justify the means mm -hmm. um for sure so uh fun facts about this movie David Moore, I'm sorry, Alan Moore and David Lloyd, the guys who made the graphic novel series, they actually based it and and was inspired to write it after Margaret Thatcher. Now, Margaret Thra Thatcher's high on my mind right now because I just finished The Crown. <laughs> And it's Margaret. Speaking of the crown. Yeah. yeah the, it's it's Margaret. I see you got a check from Big Crown. I see you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Big oh, Crown. Hey, like, you know, hey, it's like the crown. Listen. Pay me my money, Netflix. Pay me my yeah. money. Right? And so Margaret Thatcher, if you don't know anything about Mar Margaret Thatcher, she was a UK prime minister for a hot minute, uber conservative, cut social programs, um, just was... Uh, 
I don't know, an enigma, if you ask me. The worst. (laughs) But like an an enigma, like what woman who rises through the ranks to become the UK's first female prime minister, that is already a social achievement, then wants to somehow, dude, I just don't understand women who are like i like i believe in going against my own kind even though i you you know get out of my brain when you were saying that and just i was just like i don't understand where there's especially like now especially within the last four years of our lives most recently where i'm watching and i was like women definitely not supporting women (laughs) and like and like actively going out of their way to (laughs) to to like cut funding to programs or support uh political leaders or community leaders Mm -hmm. who vehemently hate women and i don't i don't understand how that operates in someone in someone's brain there's a type of woman though and they're mostly white uh who love policing other women because they think it gives them yeah. like you know uh, that taste of power yeah and that, that's exactly it that's exactly yeah, they it just love policing other women the scarcity mentality right yeah margaret mm-hmm. thatcher's like well i'm the only woman who made it to this position so therefore there's not there's not a lot of positions here for women i'm one of the few who has them so i need to make sure that other women you know what i mean that other women yeah. don't have them. I don't think she consciously think that thought that. I don't think a lot of women consciously think that, but we are taught that there's a right. scarcity mentality and there's no scarcity. Um, there's plenty but to go around. it's cool to be the only girl in the club. Like you're, right. you're yeah. cool and special. And then yeah, somehow times, you're you're a, you're better at your sex yeah. than others. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I, we could go on and on about Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. However, <laughs> that is a whole other exactly. can of words. Watch season four <laughs> of The Crown for Margaret Thatcher's. Is it season four? I'm almost there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yo, so good. I think they do a great job at, again, showing the gray, showing the gray with Margaret Thatcher. So I think she's really, um, really fascinating in a lot of weird ways. But um, yeah, so uh, the Wachowski sisters are the ones who wrote the script. And I'm ashamed to know, I'm, I'm ashamed that I only just found that out literally yesterday. Um, the Wachowski sisters, if you know them from the Matrix trilogy. Uh, Matrix Cl- 4 coming soon. I know. Uh, Cloud Atlas, a bunch of other things that, of course, was it Cloud Atlas or am I blank? Or am I mixing? No, up? I think you're right. That's quite yeah. um, And many other things that I really love and adore, even though Cloud Atlas was a little bit weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I love the sentiment. I loved right. what they were going for. They're the trying execution. to do something new. I appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, Not so great. Yeah. Not so great, the execution. But um, yeah, so they acquired the rights for V for Vendetta in the mid-90s. Um, but then after going through the whole, the success of The Matrix and what have you, they weren't interested in going right back to directing right after doing that trilogy so they kind of handed it off to this james mateague guy and they were like hey you run with it we trust you um and uh that's how we got v for vendetta vendetta as we know it so i man i love this movie it's so so good i love i'm not I'm not big into Natalie Portman. I'm going to say something controversial. I'm no, not you're big. not alone. No, no, no. You're not alone. I, you're not alone. I think she's... I like that's why we came sometime. here today. I like to her sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like Michelle was saying, I, I, I like her sometimes. And it's not yeah. that I have anything against her. It's just one of those things where I think she's all right. You know, I think she's all right. But I actually really 
loved her in this film and I love the character she plays and I love the journey that these two go on and it feels very relevant unfortunately especially when we just had four years of Trump um, it feels even more relevant this movie um, because at this go time back and rewatch it yeah at this yeah, time it's, it's been, been a while. while right and man oh it's painful it's painful you're like oh my god if I thought watching this during the Bush era, you know, 2005, watching this during the George W. Bush era um, was painful. Watching it after Trump, you're like, oh my God. It's wild though, because like, you know, they like when you see movies like that, they always like set it in the future. Like, this is what we're going to come to be. But like, truthfully, us as Americans, that's kind of our past. Like a lot of this like crazy law, dystopian, fu- you know, right. uh, futures that they show was like, that's some shit that was going on like 50 years ago. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, coming wow, back. Like, yeah. And like, yeah, Loki was trying to creep back. And so it's like, yeah, it's it kind of, it's kind of scary to see, you know, those movies now. Cause it's like, are we close to that? Are we, you know what I mean? Like, is that something that can break through? Cause that scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to mention the, the most important part. Cause we're talking about masked crusaders. Uh, v wears a Guy Fawkes, uh, mask. And if you don't know who yes. Guy Fox is, he is very much a hero in um, the UK. They have a Guy Fox day. Uh, remember, 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 remember the 5th of November. I need to get, I need to do some enunciation exercises before we record. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so you know, he got caught for wanting to uh, blow up. Uh, I want to say the Par- par- parliament yeah parliament yeah, yeah yeah um way back in the day because uh, he believed in uh the right to uh free practice uh, uh religion and uh, freely um and so yeah so what an amazing movie a lot of historical background along with it uh, applied to the present terrifying to watch now but you can watch it right now if you have an hbo max subscription it is on hbo max you can watch it right now v for vendetta and that's Um, my favorite now i love that pick god that was good i when you said disfigured i thought deadpool but then, yeah. oh, then you, then you said UK, and I was like, mm, no, it's I not that. I thought Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Phantom oh, of the Opera. That would have been mean, a good pick. That's you actually- his, his methods were questionable. I was like, yeah, kidnapping yeah. your girlfriend, making her sing is pretty questionable. Oh, uh, yeah, pretty <laughs> much true. the same thing happens in V for She's not even his girlfriend. Uh, yeah. The girl just, you like. Yeah. Yeah, same uh, thing pretty yeah. much happens in V for Vendetta, where you're like, mm, problematic. Very problematic. Because he For sure. did now, didn't he? Damn it. Nope. Ah, now, the Guy Fox mask, isn't that also used by the group Anonymous? Yes. It is. It yes. Is. Yes. Also very cool. So, Michelle and I are in cybersecurity when we're not doing this podcast. And, um, yeah, so we work in tech. And Anonymous was very much a thing, like, what, five years ago? I don't know where the hell they went now, but yeah. they seem to be. I feel like we could have used them. Yeah. Right. Where were you where guys the in the last you? four years? anonymous please listen to this podcast and yeah. take care of but don't things. dox us exactly yeah, yeah. please don't do- no i so no, yeah we don't do please don't release all my personal information onto the internet although thank god i don't really have anything uh too i think uh terrifying in my search history at least i hope not um <laughs> that i can remember good thing you're not a guy I, that would terrifies me the most <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
right. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I just like, I just, uh, t- I just challenged someone on the internet. They're like, okay, I'm gonna go through Kim's search history. Yeah, right. Great. Yeah. Is there anything more terrifying than like being at work and sharing your screen, and then someone like goes to their whatever search engines and types in something, and it, I just almost like, ooh, what's gonna <laughs> auto populate? Oh, I know. Yeah. Maybe don't show that screen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can see all your recent search results. Um, I can see like, it. Like, oh, you can use my computer. Just don't type the letter A and you're good. Like, you won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> type the letter A. What if it starts with an A? Just the rest of the word. Just, just figure know, it out. Just, oh, my God. You got, you got it. So funny. So, uh, yeah. No, V for Vendetta. Great film. My my favorite. Um, great pick. Was one of the first ones I thought of when we thought of Mass Crusaders, to be honest. Um. Well, guys, I loved all of your picks, and I think we are, we need to go and take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to be talking. I hope you guys are excited, Elizabeth and uh, Chris. We're going to, we're going to bring back the old Star Wars world again because there is a show that will hopefully come out some point in our lifetimes on Disney plus and there's a bit of debate going on as to whether this person, this character will return masked or not uh, when we return. Hey everyone. Well here at crush fictionally, we don't have any official ads, but we like to give some companies a special shout out. And today we're talking about music you may want to go to Breakaway Records. And what do they have? Well, you guessed it. They've got vinyl. They've got tapes. They've even got t-shirts and turntables. If you go to Breakaway Record Shop, which is B-R-E-A-K-A-W-A, Y record shop. If you go to Breakaway Record Shop, you can check out their online shop, have some stuff shipped to you, or you can check them out on Instagram. That's Breakaway Records. And they talk about special sales that they have, their store hours when they're open, and any of the new stuff they got in store. Um, They also support Record Store Day, so they may be someone that you want to check out. And that's all the way from Austin, Texas. If you're in Austin, you probably already know about them. Or if you're visiting, check them out while you're there. Or if you're not, check out their online store. They'll ship it right to you. That's Breakaway Records. Thanks so much, you guys. We appreciate your support. Alrighty, welcome back to Crush Fictionally. We are talking Masked Crusaders today. And before we get into our honorable mention section right quick, we need to talk about a series that, you know, Disney's trying to take my money. As we say every episode, Disney's trying to take me and Michelle's money. And we're throwing our money at Disney because we're totally fine with Disney taking our money. <laughs> but you know what? They got it. I've uh, they noticed got about it. Disney. Like, this is how confident they are in their content. They don't even have a rating section. They're like, we know you like this. Watch it. Right. Here it is. What are you like, going to put you, two you know, stars yeah, no, on, yeah. Yeah. on a... <laughs> Um, some movie, right. but do you do you guys remember when okay, I think The Mandalorian first came out? In what 2019? Yeah, yeah, I think was the, f- the first season, and it was you know it's been the war of the streaming services, and after The Mandalorian hit, everyone's like, well, Disney is Disney Plus is okay, mm. but it's only because of The Mandalorian. All their other content is absolute shit, and then now they're hitting us up with all these other like. 
Star Wars Marvel. pieces uh, mm-hmm. and Marvel. I really I mean, like WandaVision, yeah. yeah. Uh, I cannot wait to start WandaVision, although I'm not really big on MCU. Like, I don't have, um, I'm not a hardcore fan, so I've been told it's okay that I can still watch it oh, and yeah, not be yeah. lost. It's, it's not, I actually, they go back to, you know, not really a spoiler, but they bring up Avengers Age of Ultron a lot. That's like one of the mo- MCU movies I've never seen. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never, I've never point, seen so. two. But you don't, so you don't need to have seen it because they right. They but I've, enough. Yeah. but I've given Disney Plus so Disney so much of my money. I'm like, yeah. give me all this content. But yeah, I think it's insane. I feel like they're just laughing now with everything that they've been oh, yeah. they teasing and releasing, and they're like, <laughs> you thought we were dead in 2019? What's <laughs> yeah. up now, suckers? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so speaking of 2019, um, Lucasfilm, Disney, they came out and they confirmed that they were developing an Obi Wan Kenobi series. Okay, with Ewan McGregor, of course, coming back uh, from his roles in the prequels. Uh, The show apparently is to take place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith, but prior to A New Hope um, with Hayden Christensen. Now, that's the thing that got everybody jizzing their pants a few months ago was Hayden Christensen (laughs) coming back. To play Darth Vader. I would say that's that's how I feel about it. I feel like that's not a true (laughs) statement. (laughs) Yo, people were losing their shit. They oh, hated like, him. I did not care. I hated him. Yeah, they okay. hated I like, him. I thought you meant like they were excited that he's coming back. I'm like, I don't think that that's true. There was like, <laughs> I think there was like an excitement. I think there was like two parties, right? There was okay, like okay. an excited yeah. party. Like, oh my God, wh- you know, he's older now. We haven't seen this mofo in years, right? Hayden Christensen's like been, you know, in hiding, right? Then you've got the other camp of people who are like, oh my God, he was so awful. But like, anyway, either way, it spawned all this conversation about what is he going to look like? Who are we going to see? Are we going to see Darth Vader or are we going to see Anakin? What, you know, how are we going to see them? Are we so are we going to see him in the mask? Are we going to see him in the whole Darth Vader? Yeah, it has to be, right? I hope so, because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, he's all in, right. the, in yeah. the gear at that point. Mm-hmm. But and then asking will the dumb show... questions like, is Padme okay? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we all know how <laughs> technology goes and how mm. they can you you know make someone more youthful. Will they plan to also show bits and bobs from before that event um before he becomes darth vader i vote for backstory and some (laughs) younger looking hayden christensen look i'm gonna say it's not like he's the best actor you know it's not like he's coming in leonardo dicaprio hot you know maybe he's better now with some i believe it maybe he's been taking some maybe he's better now he's not bad he's easy on the eyes i'm not giving him i thought he was total maybe i'll give him (laughs) Yeah, so I'll give them no, one cent, $25, I don't know, for one inflation. Cent? So Not a penny from me. Not a penny from Elizabeth and not a penny from Now, now you and McGregor, take my whole bank account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and he doesn't take wear a mask. Quarters. Fuck a two cents. He's gonna take the quarters. Yeah. Take home my thrifty <laughs> ice cream. Um, so I'm all for it. I want to see some backstory with him and his younger self in the mask. I also feel like people really held it against him <laughs> being such a terrible actor. It's not like there's a whole lot of great acting going on between him and Natalie Portman. No, by any means. Yeah, I mean it was and, a totally fabricated uh, uh, romance. Like there was no real. Like I was like, you, you barely get, see yeah. them kiss. Right. You're, Wait, and I'm I, like, I'm supposed to believe they have chemistry, right. and they don't. It literally, like the way they're acting is like they were looking in dead to the camera. It's like it says it's in the script, so we got to be in love. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Just look at me like Just you're in love. Break. Yeah, like it's in the script. Sorry guys, we're in love. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna say, Kim? What? The, those uh those clone movies now i don't remember any of the names <laughs> the right you know what i mean like movies. attack of the clones and like the, mm-hmm, you know this mm-hmm. and the other whatever the hell yeah. um okay <laughs> <laughs> you're about Kim? to get all, all the comments how dare you that movie was oh my god I can't was that those were directed by george lucas no yes mm-hmm, i was mm-hmm. gonna say now, he is not known for being good here, with actors right. slash yeah. dialogue yeah. So. here's the thing as a person who's been on the both sides of the table, both acting and producing, semi-directing, whatever, I will often blame directors for bad acting. Okay. Be- here's the thing. An actor can only do so much. An actor, when they come into an audition, they have an interpretation of the script. You as a producer, writer, director, whomever you're involved in this, it is your job that whatever your interpretation of the script is, they deliver. So I will always fight, unfortunately, for the the actor. I think the same thing, honestly, I think the same thing happened to Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, God. In the recent movies. Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Right. Did her dirty. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but any director who saw her takes should have stopped her and said, sorry, we need to try this again. It's not, it's not coming across, it's not coming across, uh, well. <laughs> and so, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I, listen, as a, as a Vietnamese woman, uh, Kelly Marie, Marie Tran is also Vietnamese, who saw those movies in the theater, cried watching, uh, Kelly, Matru- Kelly Marie Tran's a sister in the film, I forget the mm. name, oh, yeah. saved the day at the top of the film, uh, Oh, great. Now my cat's uh, crying. He's also very passionate about this whole point that I'm making. He's like, Kelly Marie Tran. He's feeling it. He's like, Mom, are you talking about Kelly Marie Tran? Right. Like, uh, I wept watching that actress save the day. I thought she was so excellent. I believed every minute and moment that she was going through. Um, And then uh, I had so much hope for seeing a Vietnamese woman in a main role in one of the Star Wars films. And I was left wanting more and i don't blame kelly marie tran i really don't i blame poor directing and people and i that there were so many people in that cast that it wouldn't surprise me if that he the director just did not show up for kelly no i'm serious for kelly marie tran this is often the case where they have an ad or they have someone else stand in for those scenes and uh and they just let it ride. They're like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so's not here. So that l- seemed like a good take, right? I. So anyway. Because she was in such a side plot, too, for a big chunk of the movie. They, She and um, 
John Boyega were on that like side quest right. on the at yeah. the casino, right. and they're not in the main action with Luke and Ray, which is where probably yeah, the a lot of the directing focus was. Yes, so they're off and they're doing all this stunt stuff on the casino. So yeah, I kind of I, I see what you mean, like where maybe he you know, and I like Ryan Johnson a lot, and I, I think he's a Same. very good director. But I could see where in the shuffle of things, it's like, well, I've got to be over here doing guarantee. Guaranteed he was stuff. not there. Like, I, I I bet you if someone was mm-hmm. taking notes and like, you know, taking, uh, you know, making notes of who was where and when, guaranteed he was not there. And if he was, his head was somewhere else because like, I just believe that falls on the director. I'm currently producing a, an audio drama right now. And I found that the thing that I'm looking for most in actors is their ability to take a note. Um, Mm. and to be able to change. And when they come in, they may be a great actor and they've got a great interpretation of the script, but it's not the interpretation I want. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I have to tell them, Oh, Hey, by the way, try it this way or whatever. So anyway, I I love that. And that's your, you know, note to guide them. And I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kelly Marie Tran, I think that it's, it's always great to, I love to see Asian women playing roles Mm -hmm. and especially when they've got like a cool character to play. And I feel like this role had so much potential and it wasn't really given anything. And then, and then because the character, this fictional character fell a little bit flat then there were all these terrible people in real life who started taking down kelly marie tran because she's asian and then no one really and same a little bit with john boyega same Mm -hmm. with other the other female cast members and it would have been nice to see you know um, other people stand up for them and say and cat yeah. Kim's cat agrees with me to say yeah. yes, stand up for you know and yeah. and and own it to be like hey you know maybe we didn't do these characters mm-hmm. not that they have to say we did these characters dirty but that we didn't do them justice well and, and or at least drive home Star Wars is for everyone you know mm-hmm. it is for back, everybody back the f off these people you know and, and don't blame whatever you don't like don't blame the actors like like you're saying like. They're not going to be like, it's our fault as writers, producers, directors, but like they should stand up for their cast and be like, do you not, if you don't like something you saw on screen, do not attack the person. It's, it is a job. It's not real. And, but then they, they cowed so much in Rise of Skywalker and just sidelined her oh, entirely. So and they literally hard. walked past her onto the Millennium Falcon. They're like, Rose, and, you're not coming on this mission. She's like, sounds great. Yeah, but, oh. but same with John Boyega's character. I mean, anyways, I know we're talking Mass Crusaders, yeah, sorry, but I yeah. think that like, I, I feel like at least now with what they're doing and Dis- with di- some of the really great content that's coming out of Disney plus like the Mandalorian, where there is more representation, there's mm-hmm. female um, characters who are in like lead roles. Um, even though some needed to take accountability for things they're doing on Twitter, but neither here nor there. We're going to talk <laughs> about that as a whole another discussion. Just say, you didn't have to double down. You so, didn't uh, have to yeah, double that, down. That's and just saying. Yeah, double if you're down, not down. talking about the Holocaust, then just, Leave it there's no analogy. Keep some of that inside. You yeah. Know? There's no <laughs> yeah. analogy needs to be made. Anyways, I'm excited for what could possibly happen. I would love to see a Hayden Christensen or like a younger Darth Vader because we haven't we haven't really seen that. We saw it for just a little bit in the movies. So, and I'm yeah. I I like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh yeah, yeah. like I I did laugh because people were like. 
man, what the, you know, end of, end of Revenge of the Sith, and then you get to New Hope, what the hell happened on Tatooine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. in a relatively short amount of time, that aged him into Alec Guinness. What the fuck was happening over there? <laughs> I think that's what we're going to see. I think that's I what they're going to see. You know, it's the Force lighting. He probably was, he ran to like a Sith, a Sith the Jedi. Force hit that draining. Force lighting that drains, yeah. remember? Because remember when he was reflecting it back onto old dude, and he like turned mm-hmm. old and instant? That's it. The force is strong. The force is strong. The force is strong with this one. Guys, speaking of the force and being strong, let's get into some honorable mentions. Who are some masked crusaders that the force was strong with them, but not enough to make it to the number one spot? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, can I go? Can I please go? Yeah, yeah. jump mm-hmm. in? Mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I clearly, you know, I, I like underdogs, so uh, uh, I, I like to go with the underdog because mm-hmm. you know, they they always show like the most compassion, or like you know, there's more to them than like what they're trying to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my top honorable mission has to go to my man, Darkwing Duck. Right. I'm <laughs> so excited by that. Things. First I of all, can, is anybody going to sing that intro? Because that intro is straight <laughs> Light, fire. Off, yeah, off the rip, one of the best intros in any like television show. Like, if you don't, if you don't hear it and start singing, I don't know what's wrong with you. Like, that means you have no soul. Like, nothing where that do makes I you get happy. it? Can right. I listen to it yeah. on Spotify? Where is this on right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I just want that Darkwing Duck intro. Oh, so yes. good! It even it beats the Ducktales intro. Even oh, I said yes. it. And that's hard to beat because DuckTales is, mm-hmm. is up there. It's DuckTales, a woo. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that in any crowd. Just like DuckTales, people are like, woo. <laughs> somewhere, yeah. somewhere somebody is going to say woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. I love Darkwing Duck. Uh, that's such so a great So good. So funny. Yeah. He's an underdog. You know, he was, he was, he was, you know, also too, he was like, truth be told, like he was like a better version of Batman because he was also like a poor guy from a tragic background and like decided to like fight crime instead of being like a billionaire from a tragic background going to beat up poor people. With money to spend. (laughs) Yeah. 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 The argument with Batman is always like, Bruce, you could inject that money into Gotham social programs yes. do some social programs uh, and he's like poverty he's like I've been on the phone with Margaret Thatcher and no not happening <laughs> there is a great SNL sketch from the past couple of years where like Chance the Rapper was the host and it's like people getting like like food charity at Bruce Wayne's house oh, uh, and but they keep going like yeah Batman keeps showing up in our neighborhood and beating the <laughs> crap out of everybody <laughs> over petty theft and I think like Beck Bennett's Batman he's like well that guy was stealing and that's wrong and they're like yeah but he was broke and he was gonna just sell them he, he can't pay his bills now yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's like uh uh you know sometimes it's justified and surely the Joker was in that neighborhood and they're like no he threw the Batmobile through like the only school. Oh my! This is this yeah. sounds like a sketch that, that I yeah. can get behind. That oh my god, that's so yeah. funny. That's why I like. That's why I like Darkwing Duck because like even his gadgets were all homemade. You know what I mean? Like oh. he had the grappling hook that was like a boot and a plunger, and he would shoot that up to like get, you know <laughs> right. scale buildings. He had like all, all his stuff was practical. Also, too, he was like the first person to rock a romper. Okay, he had he had the hat and a romper. Okay, there was no bottoms. He was all naked down there. He was rocking a romper. This is true. <laughs> he was rocking a romper, fighting crime with his niece, who was also a brilliant character and uh, intelligent, brilliant character. It was like one of like it was like uh, before Hello Nurse was like a great you know character. She was like a great female character. She because she was more important to him than he was to her like he needed her help to solve these crimes and like she was actually the best crime fighter because like nine times out of ten when he would 
get the bad guys because she got the bad guy and then he would just take credit. <laughs> <laughs> Typical man. Yep. Typical Dark man. Dark oh. Other than that, other than that, he was awesome. <laughs> That's you know fantastic. who I I had a childhood crush on was Launchpad McQuack. <laughs> who was also in Darkwing Duck, who was a pilot. Yes. There's a theme here. Yes. Um, he's also a pilot. You know, but anyways, if, if for anybody, you could watch um, Darkwing Duck on Disney Plus. Take all my money, yes. and you can see what I'm. No, nothing further said other than lo- just look out for the intro music and Launchpad McQuack. Yes. Um. All right, Elizabeth. Do you have an honorable mention? Um, a couple quick ones. I'll be quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Batgirl is an excellent. Crusader, oh yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah. And what they've done with her in the comics and stuff is so interesting because she's gets injured and and uh, paralyzed from the waist down, but she's still integral to every like crime fighting solving. She's like known as the Oracle and like yeah. does all this cool stuff. And I just think that's I, I always like like I liked her in the '60s show and stuff too. Uh, and but I like that the, you know they went in this direction of sort of like uh, not disability advocacy but just disability yeah, representation yeah. you know of like mm-hmm. hey just be she kicks just as much ass but she's just doing it in a different way I love that and that's super cool yeah um, I also I really after we did our Zorro episode <laughs> I remembered I really liked Zorro as a kid yeah. I really thought he was cool mm-hmm. so Zorro's up he there. is cool. Wait, wait, and then, which version? We're talking only Antonio Banderas, right? I'm going only Antonio because okay, okay. I, I don't the '60s show. I don't remember that well yeah. anymore, but definitely Antonio Banderas. Was yeah, excellent. he was a great Zorro. Um, and then I wrote it down: <laughs> uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts is, uh, <gasps> from Princess Bride, but only yes. I guess Wesley's version. Oh, <laughs> so good, so good. And then. He's I would call him a crusader, but we brought him up earlier. I'll throw in the Phantom because I really love Gerard <laughs> <Yeah>. Butler. <laughs> Man, I wish I, I don't care. I I don't care. Everyone says he talks out of the side of his mouth. I never notice. I no flaws not with that on face, fellow. For me, <laughs> you know what I mean. I don't and care it's irrelevant what? in the mask if he only talks out of one side. Yeah, of isn't he supposed to be a little? You know, um, there's something wrong. There's like, doesn't he have like a physical? No, half his face is uh, 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 malformed. Yeah, and, uh, but that makes you know sense. What? Yeah, guys. But you know, it's still hot. Still get, get off, it. Gerard. She <laughs> <laughs> still could get it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. These are all facts. They take off that mask, and he and everyone screams in the movie. He looks fine. I know. That's like isn't that the it's like, like that thing, that's the craziest thing fine. when like you get somebody really really handsome or really really beautiful, and they post to play somebody disfigured, and all they do is like give them just like a scar down the side. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, like they, uh, they pull down like. Yeah, one eye a bit and yeah. kind of, uh, yeah, he was fine. Just put your <laughs> hand there. You like, yeah, just don't. Yeah, look, like, just look yeah, at that right like, eye, like that, like eye. this, yeah. like this, <laughs> exactly. Um, Michelle, you want to toss out your honorable mentions right quick? Oh, yeah, I do. Um, okay, I just started this series this weekend. Uh, Angela slash Sister Knight, Regina King from mm-hmm. uh, Watchmen. Oh, oh she's yeah, so, I need to watch that. I need to watch. She's that. so badass. Um. It's um, I'm loving it. I'm very early on in it. Um, this is a throwback. Uh, Bruce Lee's Cato from the mm. Green Hornet oh, yeah. or Green Hornet yes. TV yeah. series. Yes. Ooh, where where do I tell somebody that I just want Cato? a Kato storyline. That's right. it. Like, I don't need the green, like if you ever watch any of the fight scenes, which I think you can, if you have sling, you can watch mm-hmm. the old 
the old TV show, but sometimes the Green Hornet is just standing there, <laughs> and then like Kato's doing all the work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, no, it's not sometimes. So, it's all the times. I grew up watching that show, and like nine times out of ten, like the Green Hornet come in, punch a couple of dudes, and Kato is just like killed by like, twenty of them. And he's, or like, Green Hornet, the Green Hornet's like. He's gonna fight you, and right. I was like, "Are you doing any of the work to have your name as like the title on this show?" Really because last time I checked, Cato just kicked everybody's ass, and you just stood there, yes. and then whatever. Anyways, Cato, Bruce Lee, big Bruce Lee fan. Um, Craig T. Nelson's Mister Incredible because what a great name! Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of the first Incredibles, isn't that us right now in the middle of quarantine doing the most, and no one is grateful, and they're just like, "Oh, you, <laughs> you have to do this other thing and this other thing while you're doing this other thing." Yeah. So, uh, Mister mm-hmm. Incredible, and of course Holly Hunter's Elastigirl, who is so fearless and amazing, and a mom, and uh, love her. <laughs> and of course, I don't know why we didn't pick him um chadwick boseman's black panther because he's got oh, yeah. the full mask and oh, yeah. unisuit mm-hmm. um so but what a great character um yeah. and love him and uh kind of as like a throwaway honorable mention i actually laugh at black noir on the boys who oh, also yeah. never but never talks yes. but has a very much um black panther kind of um esque costume yes um but he makes me laugh every time he does something ridiculous and he's pretty badass but um those are my honorable mentions oh <laughs> I'll, I'll knock through mine real quick all right um jim carrey stanley ipkiss uh and yeah! the mask oh, come on the mask. <laughs> uh, come on he is the mask uh amazing and then amazing. as an adult i only just realized that the that he takes on the norse god Loki, my Loki, favorite yes. in the yes, whole number one. world. So anyway, you got to give it up for Jim Carrey as he's like as his dual personality in the mask. Come on, Hit Girl, uh, played by Chloe Grace Moritz, Ooh. and Kick Ass. Come the hell on, I want to be her when I grow up. That's for sure. Um, and look, they wear the tiniest mask possible, and I don't even know why because they are turtles. That is the Teenage Mutant <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Yes. Don't know why they wear masks, but I'm here for it, and I'm here for their uh, all the Italian Renaissance uh, names of artists <laughs> that they are. Donatello, Raphael, uh, Michelangelo, and Leonardo. Yes? Uh, yes. I, whew, I got through got all, it all right. Okay, cool. You got it. Love them, love them so I, much. I, I only have one problem with the Ninja Turtles, and that's not even about the Ninja Turtles. It's the fact that, like, every time in like any TV show or in comic book or any movie, when like a human being sees them for the first time, they don't freak out enough. Like these are six <laughs> foot tall yeah. turtles that turtle are talking <laughs> with costumes on. Why they're just like, like they're just like a slightly stunned. They're like, oh my god, it's turtles. I'd be like, yo, what the. Whoa! Like, you know, like, there's no way the talking turtle's gonna walk up to me. I'm gonna be like... But it's not like even that they're walking. They have... They look human. Yeah, right? they're humanoid. It's they're talking and with costumes on and they're carrying weapons. Like, that alone should freak you out. They have weapons on them. One has two swords. Why are you so calm? I would run. Oh. Everybody who beats them should run away for, like, the first five minutes after they beat them and then, like, they could calm them down. Like, Feigning is not enough. I'm sorry. 
Oh my God, I love you. Uh, Kim's tired of me talking about Planet of the Apes, um, but I will say that the only appropriate response is when in the Planet of the Apes movie from 2011 that Caesar first talks, like how how everyone freaks out because an ape is talking (laughs) is probably the appropriate response if you meet a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in real life. 100%. I mean, a gorilla at a zoo, like, waved me into the its pen and <gasps> go in but it literally like did like the come here motion no. and I, like this like come here yeah, like, no yeah. this is how this is how it starts you know what i mean <laughs> i was like <laughs> and like I, I had like run ahead of my my oh mom my and like the people we were with and but then i was like absolutely like frozen because i was like no way and then they kept doing it and i was like Yeah. Oh my god. It just happened when you were a child or an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh man. Wow. You could have been the the gorilla daughter. I I know. It could have been the gorilla kid or whatever. (laughs) Tarzana. It was weird. (laughs) Tarzana. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. guys, guys, what great picks for masked crusaders. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. We could, the list could go on and on and on and on. Um, thanks so much for joining us, Chris and this Elizabeth. Was so this was so fun. Oh, it was so fun. We had the best time per usual. I laughed my face off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how can our followers follow you and your work and your podcast? Uh, you can find the easiest I think to find the podcast is go to Instagram and go to at show me what pod and then you'll find all the other socials and we're on all the uh, you know Apple Spotify Google all the the biggies when it comes to podcasting and if you want to find just little me when I'm not in Twitter jam (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, unfairly so unfairly so I'm I'm at Elizabeth movies all lowercase Elizabeth with the Z. Oh. Yes, yes. And you, Chris. And, if, and you, if you want to find me, um, everything, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. As Venmo, if you want to send me some money. I mean, I don't know how you're feeling, <laughs> but, you know, sharing is caring. So Sharing you want, is caring. <laughs> if, you, if you feel inclined to drop like $5 in my bank account, that would change my entire life. So uh, Damn. But, he, may, <laughs> he may or may not sing you the Darkwing Duck song. May, you don't I, know. Yeah, I might sing it for you. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I will. I will sing for $5. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me at, at Mac Diddy Combs. That's M A C K D I D D Y C O M B S on all platforms at Mac Diddy Combs. Well, great. Again, thank you so much for your participation and talking to us about your favorite masked crusaders. Thanks, Campfire Media. And um, guys, remember, remember the 5th of November and that was a spicy meatball which is a very Rachel <laughs> <laughs> it's the most useless impression because I'm a girl and I look nothing like Christian Bale how's that going to come in handy for me ever it does it won't it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> in between episodes you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Crush Fictionally and feel free to slide into those DMs Or tell us about your favorite fictional crush when you leave us a review on Apple Podcast, and we'll read your crush out loud on the next episode. You've been listening to Crush Fictionally, with original music by the talented Edith Mudge, artwork by the incredible Rose Feddock, and produced by the amazing Peter Burns. Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Veray. 
And I'm Kimberly Trung. And remember to love yourself. Because your love is real. What's up, hoes? I'm Mary Kay McBrayer. I'm Mary Amelia Byer. I'm Rachel Estridge. And we like scary movies. Let's be more specific. We like analyzing scary movies. Okay, but let's be a little bit more specific. We like making fun of scary movies. Let's be even more specific. We have to make fun of scary movies so that we can sleep at night. We host a horror comedy podcast called Everything Trying to Kill You that rips all your fave horror movies a new one. And bonus, we'll tell you jokes from the perspectives of... Feminist ethnic minorities. And queer women. Which might be something you haven't considered before. Sure looks like Hollywood hasn't. So check out Everything Trying to Kill You. New episodes every other Friday on Campfire Media. Campfire.